0: Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu, that's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV.
1: At Office Depot Office Max, we're here to help you work from home, an office, or even a coffee shop. Shop laptops, notebooks, ergonomic chairs, desks, and more. Although your local store at Spectrum at Reston Town Center has closed, you can shop at our store at Benedict Drive and Bartholomew Fair Drive. Or shop 24-7 at officedepot.com, and we'll have your order ready in-store or curbside in just 20 minutes. Find everything you need to end the year strong at Office Depot Office Max.
2: Blog Talk Radio.
3: Welcome to the Michael and Chauncey
1: Show.
2: Good evening, America. How are you doing tonight? This is Michael Blooming, Jr. with the Michael and Chauncey Show. I'm here with my co-host, Chauncey Brown III. Happy New Year. We're so excited for this new year of 2020. It's going to be a very impactful year, and especially we're going to have a little, a little bit of everything that's going to be happening in the political world. It is a presidential election, and it also is a big uh, date for U.S. Congress. We have a large number of seats, every single seat, in fact, that's open. So we got a lot of, uh, of progress that we have to make to win back the House, stop this impeachment talk, and also get people elected into Congress. We want to fight for the American people and for the Constitution. So this is a very important day in our history, and we're going – and what happens with the voters and eliminating voter fraud and being able to get the conservative message out and our values, overcoming censorship of our rights is so critical. So with that, Coffee, so much thank for, thankfulness for you being with the show with us, and uh, we got a great guest tonight with Aja Smith who's running in California, and, and uh, I think we have – some great, great. We have a great group of guests that are going to be coming up throughout 2020. So it's going to be a great year for us.
3: Michael, thank you. America, Happy New Year. And God bless you all. Yeah, we're at a turning point in this country where we, all of our rights are being threatened First Amendment, Second Amendment, religious rights, conservative rights are being threatened. And, and it's important that, you know, the Michael and Chauncey show is about. Being a pathway of information, raising the level of consciousness to protect our freedoms and liberties and also to protect the Constitution. Uh, I'm blessed and highly favored to be on the show with you, Michael, along with all of our listeners. And we do have a lot of exciting guests coming up uh, this year. Um, And I'm looking forward to sharing that information with you, American people. Excuse me.
2: Absolutely, I agree 100%. you know that's why I'm running for Congress in Florida. I think we have a real opportunity to, like I mentioned, to win back the house and to drive change. Um, I think you know, what we've seen in, in 2019, it's like a, a page in the book has been turned. Uh, the religious freedoms is, in my opinion, is the biggest freedom that's under attack, and then the way they want to attack the religious freedoms is by attacking the guns. If you look at Virginia, Uh, As one uh, hot spot for this And you look at their governor Governor Northam He is trying to start a civil war in Virginia And this is something That we have to be aware of We have to understand That our second amendment is under attack And the reason why under the Bill of Rights That we have our constitutional freedoms Because our forefathers understood The importance of government Not growing too large The threat of socialism as we call it nowadays Is at our doorstep And we have to stand up, we have to fight, we have to be ready. And I tell you what, the people in Virginia are fired up, and they're not giving up their guns. So this is going to be something that could really be uh, a traumatic year in Virginia if something doesn't happen.
3: I I agree. Across the country, not only just in Virginia, this is probably the most important election in our nation's history. We could just look at the first uh, term of Donald Trump with the amount of conservative judges – that he put on the bench. We have to continue with that process to elect and appoint more conservative judges. That's why it's important that we get behind Donald Trump, get behind his conservative message to protect our first, second, third, all of our amendments and our rights, and to put people on the court who represent the core values of what America stands for and what it was built for in the American people. And that's very, very important. And I think that today, with the rise of the left with socialism, and I talked about it earlier with a candidate running in California, is that our public school system is being used, okay, to prepare these kids for socialism and communism because they're not teaching civics, they're not teaching statesmanship, they're not teaching politics. And it's a shame that when they get to higher education – That these professors are trying to indoctrinate these our children with their liberal, socialist, communist, Marxist philosophy, versus trying to help them understand the value of America, what role it's played in the history of our world, and why we should be denouncing all those other types of isms.
2: I agree 100%. The thing about it is education reform is the top of my agenda, and the, the reason why is because we have to put more pride back into our school systems with our country, our American flag, what that means. When you have social injustice side um, justified when it's being brought into our schools and bringing social injustice into the American patriotism argument, you're looking at two different arguments. Social injustice, if you look at uh, Martin Luther King, he never broke a law. He wasn't going against the Constitution. He was fighting for the Constitution and more rights for the American people. That's why I love and I respect um, Dr. Martin Luther King so much because he stood as a symbol of hope for this country. He wasn't going against our country. He was standing against it, but the problem was that people didn't like that. They didn't want that because they didn't understand how someone could have that kind of approach and that kind of love. And his whole platform was based on educating people and letting them to make a free choice for themselves, and that is so powerful, and that's some of the things we need. That's why when I bring across a education reform, I want to tie it into job creation because that's what happens. Right now you have modern-day slavery, whether it's in the prison system. You have – um, kids who are being trafficked through uh, through um, our borders and through you know through our communities and until somebody stands up, that's what I'm going to fight for because until we do that as a nation and we have our civic leaders who understand the importance of these aspects and not people who are financially motivated, we're going to continue to go down that path. I was just at the Turning Point USA conference in West Palm Beach. Uh, two weeks ago, uh, while we were on break from the show, and our show airs every Tuesday and Thursday, so our listeners know, seven to eight p.m. on Blog Talk Radio, um, you can help contribute to the show at patron. We always need support to help expand what we're doing and increase the uh, viewership. So please share the program and what we're doing here. But at the conference, Donald J. Trump was there, and and our president got to speak, and it, you know I got to see him again, and you know. He's just—he's not focused on the negative. He's focused on the positive, and I think that's important for the this 2020 election. And we have to focus in on that.
3: I I couldn't agree more that we have to stay positive, let the left stay negative, uh, and I believe that we will—the people—will uh, win again in 2020. Uh, you know, even though the, the people know what's going on, they see how the The politicians are spinning the narrative. They see the difference in their pocketbook, their 401ks. The job market is at an all time uh, record high of unemployment being low. I mean, there's so many good things going on. I find it, I think it's going to be very, very difficult for anyone who compete against Donald Trump right now because all they're going to talk about is what is giveaways and gimmies that would lead to higher taxes. I just can't see it happening. I I, I really can't.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's not in the bag by any means at all. I mean, President Trump is raising an astronomical amount of money. I mean, you probably put all the Democrat candidates together, but we have to look at these House seats. Uh, People like Azra Smith, myself, people all over the country who are running to to get these rhinos and get these uh, liberals out of office who are trying to harm us. Um, that's that's very important. So we, people have to be educated, and also voter fraud is a big thing that we're going to have to look out for in 2020. Because trust me, if the Democrats can't win, they can't outraise the president. They can't outraise the GOP. Then what they're going to try to do is cheat, and they got some great people that are helping to finance that, like George Soros and now Michael Bloomberg. Of course, he he's stepping in to run for president. So. I mean, honestly, I don't think they have a chance. But we still can't have that attitude. We got to have because right now everything is really fragile. The stock markets at all-time high. The ten-year this is the biggest ten-year push ever in the history of the country. All that can be taken away. You know, all this positive. You know, we got to keep it going. We need to have leaders in place to help that happening. But there are people who are still in you know entrenched with with student loan debt. We have to address that. You know, it's the answer isn't just to pay off everybody's student loans, but we do need to. to create more high capacity jobs, we do need to give opportunities to the American people. And that's what we're trying to do with the Mike Wachanti show. We're trying to bring on guests who are community leaders and engage within community engagement and also trying to help make a difference in political office. And I think, you know, with uh, Aja Smith, who's coming on um, the show, if you can introduce her, if she's ready, I think that's a great time for her to come on. Uh,
3: she's not ready yet. She's not in the studio. Uh, I'm waiting for her to come on. Uh, I just want to let America know Michael we know they waiting for the joining flight I believe to head to Orlando Florida uh, yes uh, miss Smith uh, the congressional candidate from California just came into the studio up oh, and we just lost her hopefully she'll call back um, I know I know you have to catch a flight uh, Michael so if you want to say anything real quickly uh, and hopefully by the time you're done you um, yeah, we'll have her back into the studio, which she's back in the studio now, and then uh, we will convene the interview with her. So I'll let you wrap up and say goodbye to everyone, Dad.
2: Yeah, why don't we talk about who's going to be on the show next week? Who who do we have scheduled next week? You have the list there. Um, we're we're in the process of of getting everybody uh, penciled in. We have the month of January is booked already. That's how busy we are. We have so many great people that want to come on the show. And I think that's fantastic, um, especially with the project that we're just starting together, Chauncey. Uh,
3: I agree. Um, our congressional candidate is in the studio. I will go over uh, later on in the show because I know that you're going to have to go uh, to get your flight. I'll go over later on in the show who's going to be on our next show, uh, things of that nature, so then our listeners would be aware of that. So if you want, I'll let you catch your flight. I know that um, I'll let you say uh, hello to our U.S. Congressional candidate. Um, she's in the studio. If you would like to say hello to her before you leave.
2: Hey, Aja, how are you doing? Thank you so much for coming on the Michael and Chauncey show. We've got a great show tonight in store. I'm traveling at uh, in, in an airport right now about the a plane, but I'm so thankful you were able to come on the show. And how are things going in your race out in California?
4: Well, good. Thank you for having me back on. And Happy New Year, everyone. It's going pretty good. We got a... You know, California, we'll talk about it in the show about why it's important to vote in the primary, which our primary got moved up to March 3rd.
1: Well,
2: yeah, that's really is really very, very important. And, and Aja is a veteran like myself. She did serve this country. And this is the section, second election that you're running in. And I think that's very yes. powerful. Uh, are you building on the momentum from the first election? How are things going? And it is 2020. So now it's time. This is the time to make it happen for the candidates.
4: Yes, I'm building more momentum, meeting more people in our district, in our community, in different face based groups. Uh, right now, what our main focus is on is to get the grassroots to really help us candidates, especially myself, because we don't have a close primary. We have a jungle primary, which they um, started, I think, when Schwarzenegger was governor, where I have to make top two to order to be on the ballot for the general election.
2: Yeah, they they've really jury rigged it out there in California. It's a mess. But I got faith in you and, and the work that you're doing. So with that, Aja, thank you thank so you. much. Chauncey will take over. God bless our listeners. And God bless thank you so much. Yes.
3: Yes, Michael, safe travels and uh, um God bless you for everything that you do. And uh, we'll talk to Michael later. Excuse me.
2: <clears throat>
3: Aja, thank you very much for coming on the show. Um, you have a lot of information to share um, With America And if you don't mind uh, we are You are an Air Force uh, veteran uh, Just tell America A little bit about yourself And your background And, and, and how we got to hear Where we are today That you're a candidate for U.S. Congress
4: Well, thank you for having me on It's a great pleasure Happy New Year, everyone We're going to do it And we're going to make it We're going to take the house back in 2020 so that's what we have to really focus on my name is aja smith i am a united states air force veteran i served for 10 years i also deployed i am from california born and raised i live in riverside county and my district is district 41 which consists of riverside merino valley paris and europa so those are my four major cities and plus what's unique about my district we have uh, a military installation, March Air Reserve Base. It's been here since 1918, and right now we have an incumbent that I'm trying to be, um, unseat who is the chairman of the Veterans Affairs who has done nothing for the military members in this area.
3: That is Are very you? sad. Yeah,
4: nothing at all.
3: That That's, that's very, very sad. Um, you know, uh, the veterans you know uh my father was a veteran uh i didn't get a chance to serve because i went and became a firefighter and retired as a fire captain but that being said oh, wow. you know yes we can thank have thank you for
4: your service
3: oh uh, thank you and i'm i'm thankful and blessed that i am a 911 survivor i was at ground zero um on that very unfortunate day uh and i still pray for all of those who lost their loved ones uh on that day And thank you again, Aja. But the most important thing, and the point I wanted to make is when people like yourself fight for our country, you should not have to come home to worrying about a place to live, how you're going to eat, how you're going to take care of yourself. Exactly. And And I personally believe that anybody who serves in the military should have a home waiting for them. An automobile waiting for them, a lifetime of insurance. We shouldn't have homeless veterans. That is sad. Um, that is very very no, sad. Shouldn't. And uh, my heart is open uh, to the veterans. And 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 you know because I was a firefighter, and I was in charge in command of emergency medical services. I did a lot of street work where I'm able to uh, interact with a lot of the homeless and and mentally ill. And we really need to make that a priority, uh, mental health and and mental illness, especially for our veterans. And hopefully that's your priority as well uh, when we move uh, to this new um, Congress in 2020. But yeah, I'm very, very uh, sensitive about that issue and very compassionate. And it's sad that our government and the liberal left wants to give out driver's license, wants to give out free insurance, okay, for illegal immigrants and people that served our country on the street. And that's what I want to remind this country and the American people about, is that the Democratic Party is not for the oppressed and downtrodden. OK, uh, they're only looking to maneuver for a particular bloating, uh, voting block, Look at how they've used African-Americans and disposed them, moved on to Hispanics. Now they're moved on to illegal immigrants. I mean, it's, it's plain yes. and simple. But, you know, um, but I thank you for your service to this country. And I thank you for wanting to stand up again and run for Congress to fight against the corrupt institution of the swamp. Okay, and, and, and you have a good heart, you're a humanitarian, you're an animal lover, and we need, and yeah. you're a person of deep faith. Um, and, and we need more people like you in government. We don't need politicians. We need people who have served this country, noticed to serve our country, have compassion for our fellow man, okay, uh, and understand that when they get there, they're representing the people and not their own personal interests. <clears throat> Um, California has a lot of issues, homelessness. Yes, we do. Uh, and and I, I always have to go back to, even though we talk about homelessness, it, we always have to go back to mental health. Uh, that is a big challenge. Talk about that's only one of the issues. Can you, can you share with us some of the challenges that are going on in California that we know about and that we may not know about?
4: Well, you, 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 you said – some great points there in when it regards to homelessness and mental health. uh, There's different categories when it comes to homeless. There's people who have probably lost their job and had to go part-time and they just cannot afford a place to live. They need a step up. They need a little lifting hand to get part-time work or to what, what I call to cross train into a different type of field so they can get back into their feet. And then we have the mental health. We have a lot of people who have mental health issues. So when I hear California politicians on all levels of government federal, state, and local say, well, we'll build more housing, the housing does not correct the problem.
2: The problem
4: is, it's the mental health that needs to be corrected first. And I I drive in my district, I see what's going on in Los Angeles. I went to Los Angeles last year, and it was, I could not believe this was the Los Angeles that I grew up when I was younger and going out, hanging out with my friends in different areas. You can't even walk down the street without smelling urine, people talking to themselves, people that are endangering, and to me, you can build all the housing you want and get all the money you want, whether it's a federal or state or local. It does not solve the mental health problem, and that's where I want to go to Washington, D.C. and say, no, we have a mental health crisis, a straight mental health crisis to get, for these people that are on the streets and they're desiccating, they're strung out on drugs. After a while, it turns you mad. And that's what needs to be addressed in in Washington, D.C. We can ask for all the money that we want, but who is that money going towards? Is it going really into these projects, or is it going to the general fund money where they're going to just give people pay raises? And I always tell people I got involved in politics on my local level because I had questions of where my taxpayer's money was going. And I started to learn this about 15 years ago, that the money that you receive or the government receives, your city, state, local, federal, it goes into a general fund. And that's where people are going to have to start paying attention to. Start going to your city council meeting. Okay, you want to raise our taxes, but who's getting that money? And it goes to pay raises. It goes to pet projects. It goes to favors. And it goes to the bureaucrat's uh, pockets. And that's where a lot of people don't realize we don't live in one government, even though the I call them opposition. They want one government, but we don't live in one government. And I do believe that if we can really get grassroots candidates such as myself and Michael and other people, Aaron Cruz, who started the recall of Gavin Newsom, in Congress, we can start addressing these issues on the House floor and start calling out, the opposition, the Maxine Waters and the Nancy Pelosi's and the AOC's and say the reason why we're in this stage right now is because the failed democratic policies, especially in minority communities.
3: Uh, Yes, and I'm glad that you had mentioned that because I wonder when the African American community is going to wake up that they're voting for people and they're not receiving anything except a hot dog, hamburger, or a slice of pizza around Election Day. Exactly. And the
4: problem, too, is that, you know, going back to the mental health, we need to start having solutions. We can talk about it all day long. But what I want to see in this administration, whether this administration or not, but the federal government is going to have to really start working with the state governments, especially my state, we have the highest homeless population in the nation, in the entire nation. And a lot of the homeless are coming from different states to California because of the freeze and the different laws that were passed that if you have a felony, if you have a—if you commit a crime, we won't incarcerate you. We, we're we going to give you a slap on the wrist. And they're not giving them mental health treatment. I don't know what is wrong with Gavin Newsom, but people in both parties, and I'm not just talking, I'm not even going to say both parties, I'm talking about everyone that's a California citizen has to say enough is enough. We are sick and tired of laws being shoved down our throats, taking away our rights, giving more rights to people who are uh, committing crimes, and giving us law-abiding citizens and the working class citizens and the middle class and the lower class who are struggling every day just to pay our mortgage, increasing our taxes, but they're taking that money and they're putting it in their pockets. So if we ask for federal money and and we're given, let's say, a ballpark figure, a good figure, a billion dollars to help resolve this homeless issue, it's not going to resolve. You can build 10-story apartments all across this entire state. It won't resolve the issue because that person on the street, you cannot force them to stay somewhere by law. You cannot pick them up and say, you're staying here by law. You have to understand there's two or three categories of different types of homelessness. You have some people who choose to be homeless. They want to be homeless. They, they don't they don't want to have any authority telling them what to do. And those are also a problem as well. You, you have people who, who, like I said earlier, that are just living paycheck to paycheck and they're struggling. They may have a big family and they're all struggling and they need assistance. Yes, we should help them. But the main thing that you see going on in L.A. and San Francisco and also in my area is growing is a lot of mental illness. And that's what needs to be addressed. It needs to be implemented and executed. As a military member, we do a plan and we execute the plan. You can't wait 10 years to solve a problem. But all of this comes from the policies of the Democratic Party. And I hope my Democrat friends and other Democrats realize these are the policies that are destroying our state and it's going to spread across the country.
3: Uh, it already has spread across the country. If you look at every major city in America today, it's riddled with crime, drugs, mental health, homelessness, every major city. Uh, I've been very fortunate. I I was born into politics, so I've been able to see uh, over the last 50 years, 55 years, how it's evolved. The sad part is, and when you talked about the Democratic Party and the money coming in, they don't want to fix the homeless problem because it's a mental health issue. If you build housing, then you have contracts, construction. Yes. That's the political corruption side of it uh, that we because need to Because they give exposing. the contracts
4: to their friends. They give them to mm-hmm. their donors. Diane Feinstein is a prime example. She is married to a big real estate um, uh, developer, Michael Bloom, and she gives him the contracts. She tells him go. which ones to get. There's a lot of corruption going on with these politicians, and they give it to their friends and family.
3: Exactly. And that's the only people that benefit from the Democratic Party are those that play politics with the Democratic Party, whether jobs Mm -hmm. or contracts or elected officials. That's their three-way game. Uh, The people don't benefit from Democrats. Okay. So and I and I and I, I hope that that is the reason why you're running. That is why we have this show is to expose and raise a level of consciousness of truth not the spin of the fake news media, okay? We have people that are really starving on a daily basis, and all these Democrats want to talk about is, I'll give you free, free, free. Somebody has to pay for that. Yes. Okay, there was nothing. Exactly. Go ahead.
4: It's the the taxpayers, and a lot of businesses um, are closing shops, a lot of small businesses because of the taxes and the regulations and the mandatory increase of minimum wage, which is hurting a lot of small business owners. And a lot of companies manufacturing, uh, Toyota plant left California. They're all going to Texas and different states because they say they cannot afford the regulations and the taxes anymore. And so so all that tax revenue is putting towards down those middle class that are working and struggling already. That's right. Can you hear me?
3: Okay. I hear you. I'll, yes, I'm listening to you okay. loud and clear. And you know, I hope. Uh, well, I think the middle class is starting to see it. You know, we we look at the numbers uh, of of Trump's polling numbers, with African Americans are rising, with Hispanics are rising. So I think people are starting to see. Uh, his policy impacts versus the rhetoric from the left, um, and and I'm so glad that we have electoral college because we know that the corrupt Democrats are going to try to gerrymander the election and through the polling, through the ballots, to whoever controls those yeah. machines, and that's why it's important that we have electoral college so you have a balance. So even yeah. though if you may win, at, even though you may win at the ballot box, that could be corrupt corrupted as it has been. Voter fraud has been highlighted over the past uh, several elections and is a big problem in America. So thank God, you know, we have electoral college because it balances it out. Justice.
1: At Office Depot Office Max, we're here to help you work from home, an office, or even a coffee shop. Shop laptops, notebooks, ergonomic chairs, desks, and more. Although your local store at Spectrum at Ruston Town Center has closed, you can shop at our store at Benedict Drive and Bartholomew Fair Drive. Or shop 24-7 at officedepot.com, and we'll have your order ready in-store or curbside in just 20 minutes. Find everything you need to end the year strong at Office Depot Office Max.
3: Uh, Because sometimes, you know, we know the underpinnings of the corruption, the political uh, system. When it comes to gerrymandering, voting, and things of that nature, uh, that we have to be mindful of, and that we have to share with America. What are some well, of the other?
4: Also...
3: Go ahead. Get... Oh, go ahead. No, no, it's okay. Go ahead. No,
4: going... You ready? I'm sorry. I, I was going to piggyback on that. You have presidential candidate Elizabeth Warren says she's elected, she's going to get rid of it. First of all, that only two or three states will be determining every presidential election how is that fair to the people down south in the middle of America? And this is why I really hold the Department of Education accountable because I don't believe that they're really teaching basic civics and hardcore civics and why we have these processes in place. And this is why my opponent, Mark Takano, who's much in favor of public school education, trust me, I'm I'm in favor of public school. I went to public and private school. But he does not want homeschool or charter schools. He wants to eliminate those types of schools and to have every child go to the public school so they can get a new revision of history and, why we, and revise our whole entire political process. That's why you have – I read an article today, and um, it said 70% of millennials embrace communism. I've never heard of that before. Even when I was growing up, we were taught communism, capitalism, free market, socialism, and we all said, no, we don't want to live in a communist country. But now today's young youth, they're being taught that how communism is cool, so they want communism. And this is a big problem that's going on at all levels of government.
3: Yes, so we have to look at how higher education is funded as well. and. Yes. And, and, and what message are they sending out to our children? We spoke uh, off air earlier, and we talked about that, that, I mean, even the indoctrination in higher education of liberals, left-leaning professors, Marxism or communism, uh, you know, we're supposed to be exposing our children to all types of forms of government. But this is America, and even these teachers and professors that live in America, you're living under a system that you are financially benefiting by. And to educate or to persuade our children to think that there's another system greater than the one that you've personally benefited from is extremely hypocritical. Exactly. And, we, and we need to look at these things, uh, like yourself going to Congress, identifying these types of problems that we need to look at. And I support Donald Trump. If you're going to receive our funding, okay, there has to be some type of mechanism in place for expectation with that money. Yes. You just don't get the money yes. uh, and, okay, uh, do whatever you want with it. That is a part of eliminating the swamp. That's the problem uh, that we've had in the past, and you've talked about it in California. You get this money general fund, et cetera. Uh, but I'm glad that these and, issues... and they can
4: go in, and and they can go in any direction they pe- uh, feel like it. Just like we just had uh, the gas tax issue in the midterms during 2018, and the state decided um, to finagle or confuse the voters and how it was placed on the ballot. Because we originally wanted to say no, no increase on the gas tax, but the way the state wrote it, we had to say yes on six. And so that confused a lot of voters, and we would have won it. But what we found out with the gas tax, which we already knew, that money was placed somewhere else to do more mass transit. It wasn't really to fix the roads, as it was promised to say. And even our current governor, um, Newsom, he was our lieutenant governor. And all of a sudden he comes out saying a couple of months ago or last year saying, well, I didn't know this was going on. Well, you were the lieutenant governor. You knew this was going on. Where have you been? So there was a big uproar about how the money was being allocated, and people are upset about it. But you, what I tell people, no matter what party you're in, if you see somebody or a party that wants to raise your taxes, I don't care if it's your party, op- the opposite party, or no party at all, the government, you have to really ask yourself, What's going on with the taxes that I'm paying right now? Who's getting that money? And we're already paying a tax and then they've implemented cap and trade where they can just increase another tax you know, off a tax, unlimited taxes. Somebody has to say as a citizen, enough is enough. I can no longer vote this way. I have to start siding and agreeing with the my opposite political opponent. And say no, this is wrong in a way that people don't understand is what I found out in other people when you start talking to your average citizen, they don't even know what's going on when it comes to taxes and when it comes to um we'll talk about it later pop thirteen which is it, so they won't raise our property taxes and they're trying mm-hmm. to get rid of that. And they're trying to get rid of Prop 13 so they can start raising taxes on our properties, which hurts a lot of seniors, lower-income people, middle-class people. The rich are already going to leave. They don't care. So, okay, you're going to raise my property tax. I'll just sell my house and take all my money and assets to another state, and we're going to be left with the burden. It's going to hurt a lot of senior citizens. It's going to hurt a lot of middle-class families saying you're going to lose our houses. We can become homeless because they can put an unlimited tax on us. And that's what I tell people. You have to start stop looking at D and R and look at the bigger picture and who's making these laws and why. And also, one of the many laws that got into effect in California, it's illegal to smoke a cigarette and waste it in the California parks and benches. Now keep that in mind. So if you're smoking a cigarette at a park in a bench or or beaches, and and, mm-hmm. and you're at the park and you're at the bench and smoking a cigarette, you can't put your butt out. But they're allowing people, homeless people, to defecate on the street. What sense does this make? You can defecate on the street, or you can have a camp on the beach or at a park, but you can't smoke a cigarette on the beach. And dispose of it But you're allowing people to defecate On the street And these are the laws that people Really need to start paying attention to No I don't agree That you should put your butts out on the beach Your cigarette butts out on the beach I'll I'll correct myself Or on the park I don't believe in that at all But the hypocrisy is They passed a law Where they said well you can pee You can relieve yourself on the street. But you can't throw your cigarette out on the street. This is why people need to start paying attention on every single level of government on who they're electing and start asking these questions because if we keep the if we if we're, we're literally on the world the road to serfdom them. And I wish people would go by the book and understand that. We're we're electing people even though you say, okay, I don't like this incumbent, but I'll vote for this person within my party. It's the same philosophies and the same ideology. And if you're voting for somebody different, expecting a different result is not going to happen. You're going to get the same result. That's right.
3: That's full insanity.
4: Those are just one of the few many issues that we're facing here in California. And right now they're going to start, they they just allowed illegal immigrants to get health care. And it's going to cost so much money on the taxpayers to pay for this. And people Uh, think, well, everybody should have health care. Universal health care does not work at all. And it's going to be the biggest tax burden for us here in California. And the presidential candidates on the Democrat side, they want to go to single-payer health care. I believe in free markets. I believe you you know, let the health care system be competitive across state lines, make it affordable, and go from there. But to have a single-payer health care, we're already starting that here in California now and it's going to raise a lot of our taxes. And it's going to eliminate a lot of the healthcare industry jobs.
3: You know, people forgot what this country was founded on. The biggest turn of events in our nation's history is Ford, Carnegie, Rockefellers, the corporate mm-hmm. giants. That is what made America. And that's what's making America great again by Donald, lowering regulations, lowering corporate taxes. And you've seen the result, the expansion of their businesses, the raising of wages, reinvesting, companies coming back to America. Uh, people don't understand economics. These are the things that we talk about, the public school system. We are not getting a basic fundamental education on America. No and what we are as a nation, as a republic, and how this country was founded. And and, and that is, I mean, I also served two terms as the Commissioner of Education in New Jersey, and it, it, these issues are real. I've identified, I've dealt with them, and I understand the social dynamic in our urban areas. We have to redefine how we educate our children and talking about LBGDQ people and what they've done in our communities, I don't think is going to help our children compete globally in our society, and and it undermines Dr. Martin Luther King's message about being judged by the content and character of an individual, not by your skin color, your sexuality. I mean, where are we going?
4: Oh, we're we're going on a whole different level of you have we you know we call them the squad, the AOCs, the Bernie Sanders, the Ilhan Omars. You you have that group that infiltrated um, the Democrat Party, for which are progressive communists and socialists and they're growing bigger and bigger and bigger every single day where people like Nancy Pelosi, I call them the old-school Democrats, or even the blue-dog Democrats, they're gone. That Even the JFK Democrats, they're gone, where JFK today would have been a conservative based on his principles and values. And you're being infiltrated by a group, and it's getting bigger, and they're appealing to more of... I, I, tell, I tell people this all the time. They're appealing to a lot of the younger generation and even minority immigrants who think that they are doing the right thing, but they're not doing the right thing. Why would somebody leave communist China to come over here to California or to America and vote for a party that believes in the same ideology that you just left from and tried to escape from? And they twist terms such as liberal. And I correct people when they call opposition liberal. I said they're not liberal. They're progressive. They're socialists. They're communist. But they hijacked the term to sound more appeasing and more welcoming, where if you studied Milton Friedman, he was a classical liberal. He believed in the free markets and capitalism and the freedoms and have less government. You look at the Ayn Brands and the Hikes and – and different philosophers who talk about liberalism. And I know I argued with some people about this before, and I said you have to look at the root word, and that's where they're confusing and they're manipulating a lot of people, and that's why you have, you know, the study that I just read um, yesterday saying that a lot of the younger generation, they're embracing communism because they're not teaching The communism and Marxism and Lenin and Stalin and the Bolshevik war in school anymore. They're teaching them that everybody should be equal, have an equal playing ground, everybody should make the same money, have the same type of lifestyle, and everybody drives an electric car. You save the world. And that's what we need to really buckle down and start taking control back into our educational school system, not only on the local level which it really starts, but also on the federal level, because right now what I'm seeing and what I'm seeing that's being posted by a lot of young people in here in America, they think it's great and cool. And I hope people look at what's going on in China and Hong Kong. The Hong Kong protesters are taking every fundamental principle that we fought for here in America, and they're using that to fight back the Communist Party in China. Those those are the heroes The Hong Kong protesters They're waving the American flag They're singing our national anthem They're even asking for Donald Trump But the younger kids here They think that's terrible And we have a serious problem Same thing with my opponent Mark Tacano. He is one of them He pushes this agenda and this ideology He believes in single parent health care He believes that Every kid needs, needs to be indoctrinated and to embrace socialism and communism. And that's really scary. My job and my goal is to preserve the Constitution of the United States. It's to take back what our founding fathers and to implement it, what they wanted our country to be. And I know I have a big battle ahead of me, because I'm going to be dealing with the AOCs and the Ilhan Omars and the Rashida Tlaibs and, and the Nancy Pelosi's. But if you really pay attention, that group, they're really challenging the House Speaker. They're challenging the Chuck Schumers. They're challenging the Democrats who've been up there for 20 and 30 years, making them to either do as we say or we're going to have you voted out.
3: You are absolutely correct. Education is the key. And another thing that you mentioned is that this country was founded on Judeo-Christian values. And that yes. is what's really at a threat here in this country, is our moral fiber has been stretched and is stretched beyond The breaking point, almost, where you look at the AOCs, the Talibs, they don't understand and do not support our Judeo-Christian values on what this country was founded on. We're having a spiritual warfare in this country, and it's covered up by a political warfare. Okay. The political warfare is the physical uh, result of the spiritual warfare that is going on behind the scenes. And we see the negativity in public with the impeachment, with calling Donald Trump a racist, but they never talk about the first step back. They never talk about the, the millions or billions that he's invested in the urban communities. They don't talk about these things because it goes against no, their don't. narrative. It goes against their narrative of calling him a racist. So the first
4: person and just just on the side note, my opponent, Mark Tacano, he voted against the first step act, but then receives an award from the NAACP. You know, that's, but uh, I try to I, I try I try to relate that to people and they say well we don't we don't care, you're a republican, we hate you, you're a Nazi, you're a fascist. And I'm like, I'm just pointing out his voting record. And well, I'm telling it right. to the black community and to the Hispanic and Latino community out here, I said, I'm pointing out his voting record. So you, you're okay with him to vote against this bill, but you hate me.
3: And they only hate you because and somebody else told them to hate you. That's the ignorance and the hypocrisy in that. They don't even know why they hate you. Most people can't even tell you why they are a Democrat. Right. And, and it's sad when we are educating people and people of color attack us because yeah. we want to shed light on the truth versus the deception that you've been told, yet I'm the enemy. Or we're the enemies. Willie Lynch syndrome is alive and well in America today. And that's something that we need to talk about in another framework of the psychological abuse of 400 years that African Americans went through and the indoctrination that was put forth by Willie Lynch, a plantation owner from the Caribbean when he came here to the shores of Virginia to talk about how to keep. The black man down for the next 400 years Education is won't. critical Yes it did and it's working Right now uh, We, You know you pit uh, the light skin against the dark skin We are our own worst enemies And our biggest challenges but as I said To you off air You look at the examples of Donald Trump among African Americans It's rising because people are waking up They're not believing the lie Right You know they may be investors. Uh, uh, publicly supportive because of the damning of the left that they do to people that are conservatives. It's ironic because they talk about how Donald Trump speaks. And you look at from the racist Democratic Party of the KKK, uh, they have done more damage overtly and covertly, and still today with their oppressive policies, that what Donald Trump yeah. says comes nothing close to what they've implored in our black communities. And it's time to wake up. We only have about eight more minutes left in the show. I know That's you it? I,
4: oh, boy, that went I, by I, fast.
3: I, that hour went by fast. We're going to have to have you on another show because we've covered a lot of stuff here, and this is very, very important the american people and hopefully for young african americans or young people in general Uh, this is about the rule of law this is about our nation and what it was founded on and why our country exists as the greatest country in the world today and and, in order for us to preserve that we need people like michael bloomling who's running for congress Aja Smith is running yes. for Congress and others that we've had on the show that's running for Congress Senate in the House. But I firmly believe, as a religious person and believing in the Most High, who is the head of my household, that the Most High will usher in his people and do his will in this election of 2020. It will not let the devil yes. win. Whenever two right. or more Or in my presence, I am here. And I want to thank the Most High for being present in our conversation today. Amen. We are blessed. We are blessed to give this message of truth. We serve an awesome God. And we know that it is incumbent upon us who serve God. Real people that serve God. It's to tell the truth. Give love and offer a hand up and not a hand out. I wanna thank you so much. It's an honor.
4: I wanna thank you too. And I want to <laughs> tell people this. Mm-hmm. The more the more government that we get, the more laws and regulations it removes the citizens' freedom. And we have to fight back for our freedom. You keep voting for the same thing over and over again, and you're expecting a different result, you're not going to get it. California just implemented over 500 laws starting January 1st. Look it up. We are not a law state. We just need help from people to help us get good people like myself, Aaron Cruz, Chris rahangi Ali Mazzari, and, um, but Andrew Patterson, Pittman,
3: Chris Collins, yeah, I'm am a, I'm a, all, you know, I'm a all, it. <laughs> exactly.
2: all
4: elected at all levels, the state and federal level, and we can make our state very golden again, make it prime again. We can make our state great again. But most of all, I was born and raised here. I want to be able to go down, go go to LA and visit the beaches. I want to go. Somewhere where I feel safe and not have to worry about somebody going to attack me or defecate, or I, ha- I don't have to watch my step in the streets. I want to be able to go visit San Francisco again. But the way that we're going here in California, the old saying goes as California goes, the rest of the nation follows, and it's happening and we do need help. We are not a lost cause here. We provide the most federal tax dollars. We have one of the best military installations. We have the best scenery, the best weather. Most of all, we have a state that holds the most congressional seats and the most electoral college, 55. We can make the state red. We can turn it purple. But we need everyone's help to support us any way that they can, whether it's um, campaign donations, help us make phone calls, to really get the word out. Because I have friends who are leaving, but when they're leaving, they said, oh, wow, this is turning, turning here again. Because the people who are leaving California are spreading that same ideology to ruin other states. Instead of moving, you stay, stand, and fight for what is right. I'm staying, and I'm fighting for what is right here. And I want to tell everyone to really don't think that we are a lost cause because we are not a lost cause here in California. We just need people's support.
3: Amen. Amen. If people want to volunteer, donate, Get in contact if you ask you more questions. Can you please share with America your social media handles and uh, if they want to volunteer donate, please with you.
4: Yes, you can go to my website, Aja A J A four F O no Aja Smith. I had to change my domain name. Aja Smith A J A S M I T H four F O R congresscom I'm on Twitter as Aja Smith for Congress, and on Facebook, Aja Smith for Congress. And we do need help. We do need federal help, but we mostly need the help of the citizens, the patriots across the country to help us take our state back so we can flourish and we can reap the benefits that everyone else is receiving from this administration. Everyone Is having jobs, manufacturers coming back, and prosperity, but California, we're struggling. And we need that help so we can benefit those great great laws that were passed to help the middle America and the rest of America. California, we're going to have to stay, stand, and fight. And I'm telling everyone, don't write us off. We just need the help.
3: I want to thank you very much for coming on our show today. and We look forward to having a U.S. congressional candidate from the District of 41 in California, Aja Smith, come back yeah. on our show. We will keep in touch with you and find out what's going on and have you back on the show. And we can talk more in depth about uh, your different plans uh, of what you have. Um, you've talked a lot about a lot of the issues tonight. Uh, maybe we can have you back on the show And we can talk about how We're going to solve many of those issues That brought yep. up uh, This evening uh, God bless you We thank God you for bless standing you. up again We thank you for standing and up again And
4: happy new years Certainly. everyone We're going to do it
3: Thank you very much And, and God bless you uh, uh, For all those you are listening to the Michael and Chauncey show I'm your host Chauncey Brown and Michael is in transit. Uh, he's running for Congress, so he's in Florida en route to Orlando. And we want to thank all of you for listening to our show and joining us every week. We're here Tuesdays and Thursdays from 7 to 8. Next week on our show, we have another exciting show coming up. We have Jeremy Stack running for U.S. Congress District 8 in California. We also have Floyd McClendon Jr. running for U.S. Congress out of Texas in District 32. You can follow the Michael and Chauncey show on Facebook. You could also follow us on Twitter at Liberty Today. And please look us up. We need the support to continue to get our message out on Patreon. On Uh, If you'd like uh, to make a donation so we can continue to get our message out, raise a level of consciousness and bring the truth to the American people here. We're always right. We're never left. And we look forward to seeing you next week. Until then, we want to say God bless you all. God bless America. God bless our president. And please keep the faith. Thank you for tuning in to the Michael and Chauncey Show. Please follow us on Twitter at Liberty Today USA. You can also contribute to the show on Patreon.
0: And now it's GEICO's Motorcycle Rules of the Road.